Um, such uh, a course is going to happen uh, as there's a new advisor on civil discourse at the University of Toronto. And I'm very pleased to bring on uh, Randy Boyagata on uh, Toronto today. It's great to have you on, Randy, and I appreciate the time. Thanks very much, Greg. Great to be here. Absolutely. It's a fascinating uh, conversation. And I will say, probably we've all had our moments where we're like, oh, this person's views don't line up with mine. What's the point of talking to them? Friendships get broken up. Relationships get broken up. You're bringing a bit of a different tack to this and saying, and, and I would agree with it, we need to listen to people that we don't always agree with. Yeah. we. In fact, we should seek out people we don't agree with, you know, as a way to kind of correct against the thought that the only... The only reason why I want to talk to you is to prove that I'm right and you're wrong. That strikes me as a a really crude and, and simplistic way of of carrying on a conversation with someone else. You're trying to arrive at some shared understanding or never mind pursue the truth itself. So I would say that um, an openness to conversation that involves difference, that reckons with that, that recognizes that, that commits to it. That's the kind of effort that we're going to try to uh, sustain more and more at the university. I was looking it up last night because I always think of the phrase echo chamber, Randy, and Webster's defines it as, quote, an environment where a person only encounters information or opinions that reflect and reinforce his or her own. But we didn't use that phrase very much when we were kids and our parents didn't because they would they would constantly be barraged by you think this way, I think this way. We get in our own echo chambers now and we've got the abilities, right, with social media and the media itself to get in an echo chamber and not hear anything else from anybody else. And you would think that the best place to avoid that problem is a university. <laughs> if you think about the great diversity of yeah. people and sensibilities that a university brings together. But, you know, the the challenge, and I, I think I might, I might have heard it even there in your chuckle, is the perception that, <laughs> you know, universities are themselves kind of uh, arch echo chambers these days, and that that makes it very hard for contrarians or dissenters to have anything, uh, anything that they can say and feel like they'll be heard. And indeed, again, contribute to some fuller, greater shared understanding. I think it's shifting. Uh, I hope it's shifting. And I know, listen, I know how rough the last six, seven months have been for, for civilized discourse. And we've all had our moments and we've all probably blown up and gotten stuff wrong. What are you, are you seeing a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel um, given we're five months from October 7th, where it all shook our world up quite dramatically. Well, I, I think it's important for us to realize, I think, Greg, um, that Hamas's attack on Israel on October 7th and Israel's um, military campaign in Gaza didn't create the need for civil discourse on campus, whether it's U of T or elsewhere. It revealed the need. Um, I think that, you know, what happened on October 7th and thereafter has been an accelerator but let's not pretend that on October 6th, civil discourse was straightforwardly healthy and strong and robust on university no. campuses around the world, right? So I think I think that's step one um, in terms of understanding the, the challenge and opportunity we have before us. I think step two uh, is something like this. You know, if, if we try to, to propose something like civil discourse when it comes to Israel and Palestine, when it comes to the question of Hamas, that's kind of like walking into a, a forest fire and saying, let's have a, a lesson on on fire safety, everyone. It, it doesn't matter. Like it, it, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't work, right, no matter how well-intentioned you were. I think we need to start, you know, from, from a different place, find other areas where we can achieve some sense of, un, of shared understanding. You know, again, in a university context, it could be as simple as the disciplines we have in common, right? Um, I may not agree with you about anything else, but we both happen to be students in this course. 
we can at least agree to that much. What can we build from there? I think that's where we want to to go um, rather than try to jump right to October 7th and then try to solve things there. It, it won't happen. And that does a disservice to people who are deeply invested in that from any perspective. Totally. Uh, Randy Boyagoda is joining us. Uh, he's a U of T prof uh, who is now the newly appointed advisor on civil discourse and tackling a lot of these issues on the U of T campus. Yeah, what you said there, I couldn't agree with more. And I'd make the point, like I roll my eyes when people complain about, oh, this is woke or this is cancel culture because words have consequences, actions have consequences. But I would say I'd love to get back to a better place where we disagree on a premise, but there isn't name mm-hmm. calling. I think words like racist, misogynist, um, like they get thrown around a ton more. And Randy, there's a little bit of a boy cried wolf mentality because it, when words start to get overused, they lose their meaning when you go, no, you l- hear that. That is racist or that is misogynist. Mm-hmm. We can't talk that way or we can't spend time with that couple because the husband thinks this like we're just <laughs> it's losing its meaning if you constantly use the words over and over again. Well, and I think maybe what you're what you're speaking to is the the fact that uh, our over reliance on words that 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 tend to very decisively represent someone or indeed misrepresent someone in some cases. I think that in and of itself, Greg, is a function of how eroded our capacity for civil discourse is, right? We cling to phrases in place of thinking out loud together. And what we should be doing is thinking out loud together. Exactly that. Hey, I got a blast. Thank you so much for the time. I'm so interested. um, And I hope we can uh, revisit, um, um, you know, sort of the mood and the tone and the timbre on campus uh, at some point in time closer to the spring. I appreciate you coming on today. Wish us luck. Thanks. (laughs) Randy Boyagoda joining us on uh, Toronto Today.